and that comes out differently than what it would for like a straight person you know mm-hmm. because they yeah like I want to know like the candle that I bought at the pride um, festival I want to know that it was made by a queer individual it's not just something that was made with a rainbow slapped on it like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yes it's, it's information about somebody but it also is their story and it is important in what they're doing like is Kyle taking photos that are being used is he taking photos of same-sex couples that are being used for bridal showcases oh, like yeah. there's there's more mm-hmm. to it than he's just took a really pretty sunset photo right like yeah. And, it, and I'm sure that who he is influences those hobbies in some way because that's Absolutely. who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of his story. And I feel like she's, she's leaving out. Yeah, she's separating that out and not letting that be part of him, you know? Yeah. And I think she's doing that because that's comfortable for her is to think of it as two separate things like there's Kyle yeah. who's gay but he's still my son who has all these other things that are great about him right right and he's just he's a kid that just so happens to be gay yeah. hello besties this is not so Peter Priesthood podcast yes this is a podcast um and this is your host Jake Taylor um <laughs> Uh, as usual, please go and rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I love to also read reviews, so you know if you if you have a few minutes, just pop me a nice little note on there. Um, also, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at notsopeterpriested at gmail.com. and also on Instagram, I am notsopeterpriested. Um, this episode. Um, with all the bullshit that's happening lately, hopefully this will be, I don't know, a little glimmer of happiness. I don't know. It also is like a little bit of a screaming rage, too, because, you know, when it comes down to it, the church is, you know, it's shitty. So I figure that with um, all that's going on, we can, uh, our deconstruction can kind of be kind of a focal point, too, in that, like, something we can that we're used to and something that we can um, kind of control our reactions to. Whereas like with all the, if you're in America, um, there's a lot of, a lot of shit going on, war on women, war on LGBTQ um, politically, and it's terrifying and there's a lot that we can't control. But um, I feel like at least the spiritual side and like what we, what we know about the church is something that's a little more um, digestible <laughs> at this point, <laughs> which is pretty sad. It uh, says a lot when we can we can uh, use our rage for the church to uh, uh, as a focal point. Um, I don't know if that even makes sense, but. That being said, this episode is me telling Dusty a lovely little uh, article, reading an article to her from LDS Living, uh, and it's um, also in time for the end of Pride Month, so um, buckle in, and I hope you enjoy the uh, insanity that is this terrible, terrible article. Um and I hope that you guys are all um, 
practicing self-care as much as you can. Self-care is really hard right now, but um, just know that I'm also here for you as a support. Um, as, an, as a gay man, um, there's I am a huge ally for women, and I hope that you know my, fe- my female listeners, my listeners with uteruses, um, I am here for you. So... Without being said, um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Codependency is very <laughs> strong. The codependency <laughs> is strong with these ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, girl, I've been, I'm on my, I'm on my second glass of whiskey, so. (gasps) So jealous. I have a very large water. Oh. Peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to get a drink, and then I was like, "Eh." it'll either make me more amped up or I'll fall asleep, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and this is going to make you amped up enough as it is, so... Uh, yeah. <sighs> I don't need any vodka-fueled rage. <laughs> <laughs> the rage is already... Uh, as I was so telling you earlier today, that it's just <laughs> under the surface. Like, there's this happy little thin layer of, like, yes, everything's fine. I'm a pleasant person, and everything's great. Life is great, it's a sunny day, and then underneath is, like, boiling rage. <laughs> like just, I was like, telling you, I just <laughs> I just play a chill hippie on TV. I'm actually a really <laughs> neurotic. <ass. laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, All right. Hit me with this. House, so. You have an intruder in your house? We do not have an intruder in the house. Oh. We thought for a moment that there was an intruder, but. Uh, yeah, my my the muscle here, my the little muscle. sister is going to uh, go scope the the grounds while I just tell you all this bullshit. <laughs> you hide inside, she'll go take. Let the women do the work. <laughs> exactly right. I'm letting it's equal rights. <laughs> I, I am it. a proponent for equality. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know if you're ready for this. Uh, you ready for this jelly? Um, <laughs> god. <laughs> Listeners, uh, Beyonce has a new album coming out, so all is going to be right in the world again, hopefully. Although, if Rihanna came out with a new album, then maybe all this shit, maybe that's why we're having all this shit happening in the world, is because Rihanna has not reviewed... Uh, the release new music. That it's might all, be part of it. It's all her fault. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Bad Riri. Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I found this lovely, lovely article from LDS Living Magazine. The great 
publication that it is. And uh, it was written on June 2nd, 2022, so just recent. Oh, just really recently, yeah. Off the press. Um, <laughs> this is what it, it is written by Ashley Smith. Um, Such a Mormon name. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it spelled? Weird? It's probably like A. <laughs> S H L E I G H. <laughs> actually, no, it's actually like A S H L E Y. So I know. Maybe it's a male She's... Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a cousin that's a male Ashley. <laughs> oh, really? That spells it exactly like that. <laughs> oh, <that's> funny. <laughs> uh, hi, Ashley, if you're listening, but if you're not, whatever. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> The title? <laughs> what? I don't know. That was just really... That just tickled me. If you're listening, hi, and if not, well, screw you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my vibe these days. <laughs> um, huh. Okay. By the way, listeners, huh. the tables... The leaves are turning over. Is that how you would say that? The I am turning over new leaves. I am... There are fresh leaves in the garden. I don't know. Um, <laughs> things are sprouting. Yeah. Things are chirping. Buzzes are, are buzzing. <laughs> As you will see in coming episodes, Jake has actually started doing research. <gasps> so we're not just screaming into the void. We're now like have like it's like a roadmap for screaming. It's like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> Um, an outline for chaos and screaming. So I love it. I love yeah. it. I like to funnel my chaos and screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured that it would make things a little more, I don't know, substantial. Oh, um. So, <laughs> all right. So this episode, this this article is titled. <laughs> you ready for this? And I. It's weird that she says. I didn't notice this. What Mormons say when a family member comes out as gay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm already so uncomfortable. Seven ideas from a Latter-day Saint mom. So, and the fact that she says calls them Mormons, she's opening herself up to Satan. That's a win for Satan. Mm -hmm. What is she doing? She's just like saying Satan. Come and yeah. here's a win for you. There's a win. Just gonna put it right in LDS living pool. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna get into this. Um, all right, so this is she starts. In my family's experience, church members tend to use common phrases that, while used with the best of intentions, can marginalize rather than be helpful to someone who has come out as LGBTQ. I remember feeling so conflicted. Oh, I was running a campaign to be elected mayor and was meeting with multiple local leaders to solicit their support. While expanding my bubble of associations, I realized how many of my community peers were openly gay. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> At first, I felt twinges of guilt. Was I betraying my membership in the church by sharing a meal with people who identified as gay? Yep. <laughs> sharing a meal? 
You can't sit with us. <laughs> Was I openly condoning inappropriate behavior by by eating with a gay person? The fuck? Okay, oh my anyway. God. This was like thoughts this person actually had. Yeah. This, this is so fucked. And the fact that this is printed in a publication. All right. <sighs> However, as I got to know members of the LGBTQ community on a human to human level, I grew to appreciate how much we have in common. And I realized they didn't fit the prototyped mold I had been taught in my cultural upbringing. Oh, you mean they're a human? Oh. They're, just, they're just people? They're just people with a different oh, sexual preference? Huh? Oh. Shocking. Wow. She's <laughs> mind-blowing. Oh, my God. What an epiphany. Good <laughs> Lord. Good job, Ashley. <laughs> I couldn't have known at the time, but this softening of my heart was preparing me for my when my own son, teenage son, came at his, out as gay just weeks after I was elected mayor. our son Kyle opened up to our family about his same sex attraction when he was 16 years old he wasn't being rebellious or choosing a popular trend he was being raw and honest as much as he tried to suppress his gay nature it just wouldn't couldn't go away maybe that's because it's just who he is so it's ugh I don't like how she talks about it, and I'm very uncomfortable. It's very cringy. Happy Pride Month, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're doing this episode, too, is because it's Pride and, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mormons are the worst, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's gay. All right. (laughs) My biggest fear, when Kyle said the words, I'm gay was losing him. And <laughs> the only reason she would lose him is because the Mormons are like, well, then you can't be in our family or whatever. Like, that's such an asinine comment to make. You're in control of that. Exactly. And <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting because that's exactly what my mom said to me when I came out to her. She's like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you and I don't want to lose you. I was like, you're not going to lose me. <laughs> I'm standing right here. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Losing him from the gospel, from a relationship with God, and from our family. More than anything, I want to make sure he stayed nestled into our family nest. She sounds terrible, honestly. Like, I would hate to. She mayor? How is she? Who? Okay. (sighs) All right. People in it. I wish I could say I handled the news like a pro, but I didn't. When I told Kyle's younger brothers, the looks on their scared little faces spoke as if I'd just declared their brother dead from a tragic accident. Wait, why is she telling the younger brothers? That's not her business to be telling them. Why was Kyle not involved in that conversation? Exactly. Why is she telling the rest of the family? (sighs) I don't... And, I mean, who's to say? Maybe he was, but she doesn't say. So Yeah, I guess. I'm being very... I'm just judging Ashley because I already have a bad attitude about her. So. Well, she's pretty fucking terrible, as we said. So, um... <laughs> <sighs> I just... I'll just wait. Okay. <laughs> 
This marked the first of many moments where I realized the warped hole we had dug ourselves into, and I felt like putting my hands in the air and, and imploring, can we all just calm down? This isn't a funeral. <laughs> what? Exactly, what's happening? <laughs> oh my god, the only reason everybody's having this reaction is because you've taken them somewhere their entire lives to be brainwashed that this is a bad thing. Like, yeah. honey, you made the situation. Yeah. <sighs> all right, all right. <sighs> the unintentional shaming by members of our family and members of the church, both before and after he came out, was driving Kyle to a dangerously dark place. Oh, you think? <laughs> During our process of trying to better understand Kyle's same-sex attraction and Ugh. church teachings, it became readily apparent how inadequately so many of us are, under- are understanding and loving our LGBTQ children. Because the church doesn't want them. Yeah, exactly. They don't teach you well, how to take care of them because they don't want them around. Yeah. Oh, so I actually I read on the... I was on the perusing during my research uh i was on the church website (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh i was on the church website as one is you know because (laughs) you have to go there and give them traffic even though i don't want to but um they and it i looked up their same-sex attraction stuff like what they have to say about it and they're like you can be gay but you can't like basically all that bullshit of like you can be gay but don't be don't don't be gay (laughs) god still loves you but you can't do you just can't be in a relationship you can't do all this stuff and it's like um okay that's just after i read another church which we will get to later on another episode i read about another church where they were like we love all lgbtq people and you can join and you can do all the things and there's everything's great and um yeah so it was quite a contrast. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean, anything is pretty much a contrast to the LDS church, really. <laughs> yeah. So, side note, my little sister and I were just in Rexburg tonight, the beautiful mecca of little Mormonville. And uh, <laughs> we see all these little couples everywhere, barf, but like... Um, <laughs> As I was driving away, I was like, you cannot be cool and be a Mormon. That is just not a thing. (laughs) 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 Those two things go hand in hand. Magic underwear makes you cool. So cool. (laughs) I love wearing 16 layers in the middle of August. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, totally doesn't make you... Yeah, anyway. well, crotch of the gods. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> oh. All right. While our family was delicately dancing through the quote, what do we do now that we have a gay child? You've always had a gay child, you just didn't know it. Or maybe you knew it. Right? Right. What do we do now that we have a gay child phase? There were some in our church community who were incredibly wonderful who expressed how Kyle's news didn't change anything for them. Most people awkwardly avoided the topic, preferring it to be kept in the closet. Just pretend it doesn't exist because then it's... I I know that. 
all too I well. do not like that. We're just going to ignore it and pretend that that didn't happen and completely... Uh, yeah, just I... ignore it. It's really... And by ignoring it, you're just suppressing and silencing and... Uh, yeah. Just making it worse. I like, it didn't change anything for them. Why would it? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that. Like, why would... What? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> the fact that this is written in 2022. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then there were those who sincerely thought they were being helpful, but their misguided reactions and comments caused so much harm. I feel like you're one of those people, Ashley. Like, I feel like you probably said some shit that was probably. Yeah. <sighs> One friend said, I feel I should bear my testimony to you that the proclamation on the family is true. The- Ew. Yeah. So the one man, one woman bullshit and all that. Uh. Gender identity and all that stuff is uh, true. And that your sexuality and your gender identity is preordained in the pre-existence and all that stuff. And Yeah. All that bullshit. So somebody, I felt like saying, I still believe the proclamation on the family is true, too. Others offered herbal remedies. What? Phone numbers for cognitive therapy. Oh, God. Herbal remedy? I'm glad nobody ever gave me a herbal remedy for my gayness, (laughs) because I'd be like, (laughs) shove that up your ass. <laughs> Take your essential oils and <laughs> is there an essential oil for homosexuality? Oh, it just makes me feel icky inside. I hate it so much. <sighs> oh, you by the way, you're probably gonna want to shower after this episode, people, everybody, <laughs> because it's just and we haven't even gotten to the the, okay all right (laughs) on the more extreme side we were handed decades old books about the satanic abomination of homosexuality that were bookmarked and highlighted (laughs) i feel like this feels this feels very victim like i we were we were treated like demons because we had a gay child and i'm like um i don't Maybe you're over. I hope you're over exaggerating for one, but also like, get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about your kid. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Um, A doorbell ditch left unsolicited piles of literature on overcoming pornography and masturbation addiction on our porch. What? (laughs) Because they're the two were. What? Yeah, because they're. Oh my god. (laughs) Because if you're. Because obviously, if you're gay, you're into pornography and masturbation. I mean, it's not wrong, but like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if he wasn't even a thing. like, yeah, like he's just a teenager, a teen gay kid. <laughs> okay. Like, oh my god, it's getting you... worse. <laughs> we were asked how deep quote-unquote, we were in the LGBTQ movement because our longtime friends were no longer sure if our children should play together. Oh, my God. Oh, How deep are you into believing that humans 
should have human rights. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember, though, she she just barely found out that he, um, by having lunch with gay people, she found out that they're actually oh, human. They're actually remember. human. That's like an epiphany for her. So She's like, had a rough is... year, hey? Jesus. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> the persecution. I can't even. How does she? How is she even writing this? Like, how does she survive? A lot mm-hmm. of fasting and, and, and praying. Prayer and extra tithing. <laughs> Extra tithing, yeah, yeah. I don't pay ten percent. I pay twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the very top of the celestial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, considering how far the church has come in trying to better understand and accept members who experience same-sex attraction oh, mm. or identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual. These insensitive and uninformed reactions were both hurtful and alienating. Even more so has been the pain of our young people who are trying to figure out how and if they have a place in their religion. They don't. Because no. doctrine doesn't allow it. Yep. And even if... So, you and I were talking earlier about how um, the uh, listeners uh, catch you up on our codependency, but also, like, you know, we just talk. <laughs> we just talk all the time. But um, we were talking about earlier about how... There's this, apparently somebody had said that there's, I'm not going to say who, but there was a um, separation of church. It's the, it's not the church, it's the corporation. Or it's not the, it's not the people, it's the church. Or it's not the church, it's the people. I don't know. We believe yeah. in the gospel and not the people. And it's, I'm yeah. like, they're all one and the same. They're all the same monster and machine and it's all... You can't separate them, but that's how they differentiate it, and that's how they make it okay in their minds to that they can believe this stuff, but they can't. They don't have to agree with it, but they, you know, because that's a separate thing. That's a separate yeah. thing, apparently. The mental gymnastics of saying the gospel is perfect, but the church can be corrupted. I'm sorry, the gospel was created by those corrupted people who were scabbing and manipulating. So. It doesn't work, but you can't explain that logically. They cannot understand. They, their brain will not compute it. It just does not compute. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Too many are not safely landing within the walls of our homes, places of worship, and communities at large. I swear to God, if my if I if my mom wrote something like this, I'd be like, Mom, what is like? You'd be on Reddit like, look at this bullshit my mom wrote. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, XO Reddit immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my hope for Kyle and other vulnerable members is that we can better accept and unconditionally love them rather than push them out as they are grappling with complicated feelings and difficulties. Oh, like you know, being like a Christ-like person and rather and just loving somebody for who they are and like. Regardless of yeah, and don't tell them they have to have self-imposed celibacy for the rest of their lives because they're not allowed to have a relationship like everybody else in the entire religion is supposed to. Like, yeah, hold family so high, and um, but then only the families that are that look only yeah. heteronormative families are allowed. Yeah, yeah. 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 If yeah. your family doesn't look like the cookie cutter, then mm, can't yeah. do it. Can't be there. Can't be up there in the celestial kingdom. Mm-mm. 
We'll be down there in the T-Lestial world partying. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, we're in outer, outer darkness. darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. That's apostates. Who are worse than Hitler. Mm, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> you think Hitler could come down and visit us in the outer darkness? You know how you can go down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not that I want so to, gross. but I'm just like, um, he'd have to come down. He's going to be a missionary in the spirit prison. He's going to be. On the church's same sex attraction website, the fact that they fuck. Oh, the fact that they still call it same-sex attraction just pisses me off so much it's so gross it's so gross and the fact that earlier here she had those who experience same-sex attraction or identify as gay lesbian or bisexual oh so what like just eliminate same-sex attraction just call it what it is yeah yeah right on the church's same-sex attraction website Carol F. McConkey, who sounds like a terrible person, says in a video called <laughs> Lifting Others, we just cannot be or even call ourselves a disciple of Christ if we are not helping others along that path. The gospel of Jesus Christ does not marginalize people wrong. People <laughs> marginalize people, and we have to fix that. You aren't doing a great job at that, are you? It's a whole big word salad that's It not sounds cute. Fruit. It's, yeah. Yeah, like if you actually look at the doctrine that the church teaches, this is this is all smoke and mirrors. This is not real. Like, making it sound like they're super accepting, but they're not. Yeah, it's all fluff to be like, no, no. But if you actually get into it, like. <sighs> yeah. During my family's experience, it became very important how church members tend to use common phrases that, while used with the best intention, best of intentions, can marginalize and engender resentment and exclusion rather than be helpful to someone who's come out as LGBTQ. Really? You think so? Like, talking about temples and, like, all that stuff where families can be forever together and you're... That's exactly what was one of the pivotal moments for me it was like sitting in a fast and testimony meeting and this woman's talking about temples and i'm just like um yeah temple marriages and stuff she's like yeah, yeah my marriage is gonna last forever and i'm like cool you get to have a marriage i don't so that's yeah awesome. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and you're not not even that you can't have a marriage but you are not you can't act upon can't even hold hands with it can't even hold hands with another man because when you go to that temple recommend interview you can't be having a gay relationship whatsoever so that brings up a good okay so there's a new question that byu idaho is asking for their ecclesiastical endorsements or something or like for temple yeah and and, uh, then not that one's temple recommends the um are you have you experienced homosexual um what is it have you engaged in a homosexual relationship that's what it is yeah yeah i saw it i was like yeah. What? Fucking wild. That's insane. I'm like, is that any of your business? And like, ugh. I mean, the anyway. church thinks everything, right down to your underwear, is their business, though. So, I mean, That's are true. you really that surprised? Not really. It's all about control. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. 
Kyle certainly understands the importance of the words we use. I wonder if she's using her real son's name too, like her son's real name. Yeah. Uh, There are so many young people in this world hiding such an amazing and beautiful part of themselves. He says, remember that your words are so important to the people that look up to you. So choose them carefully. Choose love. That's my love. I love that. I love that he said that, but I feel like she's using that against, like she's using that wrong. You know what I mean? Like she's using it to like make herself sound accepting and like he's he's just proving my point that we just need to love one another. But really, like like we said, the doctrine doesn't back that up. Yeah, and what's Ashley gonna do when he brings a boyfriend home? Like is she gonna mm-hmm. open her home to him or no, because you're not living gospel doctrines, now we have a problem. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the longest time, I was, especially when I was, like, coming out, uh, well, yeah, in that, all that time period, I was, like, before I even came my parents, I was, like, what would they do if I brought somebody home? Like, and I was, like, picturing that in my mind, and I could never picture it, you know? Yeah. And I still kind of can't. I feel like I was, and then I got to the point where I was, like, they're good people, so they would be nice, but I don't know if they would, I think there would always be this underlying, like, judgment. There would be this underlying, like, um, sadness, too, to it. Rather than, like, hey, my son has found somebody he wants to us to meet, and he loves him, and so we're going to try and, like, we're going to accept him into our home and, like, love him and not be worried about the doctrine, whatever. But there's always yeah. going to be that filter of the church where it's the, I don't know, it's just... Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it completely, 100% makes sense. Like, just how, like, you know, you just want to be, you just want your parents to just be happy for you, right? And just be, like, yeah. excited that you're happy. That's all That's all we ever want is just, yeah, that acceptance. It completely makes sense. Yeah. All right. So here are some things that members can say or do as they interact with LGBTQ loved ones. You ready for this? There's seven of them. So she starts with like things you can say. So number one, can you share your story with me? I kind of like that, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, what if I, what if they don't want to? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess you're asking, can you like that's, I mean, yeah. If you're, if you're being open to somebody sharing their story, then that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of saying, you can get through this, which can feel like saying, there's something wrong with you that needs to be overcome, and in order to fit in as a Latter-day Saint, you need to get rid of it, consider simply asking, simply asking can you share your story with me? Getting Being gay in itself is not something to get through. I actually kind of like that. That was actually yeah. okay. She's yeah. actually good with that. Um, because it's, it's not an illness, it's not a sin, it's whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, the church's website answers the question, if I'm faithful enough, enough, will my same-sex attraction go away? I actually, so I did look that up, and I saw that, like, will it go away? And I was, uh, it's disgusting. But for people that believe that there's, uh, that you were made by God and that your pre-existence and all that stuff, like, is all it's all it's you you know and so like mm-hmm. for people that think have that in their minds their doctrine like 
they think that we just kind of came up with this, you know, and it's like, oh, Satan tempted me and now I'm gay, you know, kind of thing. Like, I just, I don't know where they think. And but then there's also that weird thing where like, oh, every trial you have, you signed up for in the pre-life, pre-existence. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that a and lot so of times that like you chose this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's gross. And also, if I'm faithful enough, it's like, can I pray the gay way? Just keep going. Just do it. And oh, I can't. I spent years suffering through that and there's i mean that's how all lgbtq mormons end up doing is they just they try so hard and they beat their heads against the wall trying to pray it away because that's what they're taught is that there's something evil in yeah. them that is, needs to be get, gotten rid of and then you see all the time like people sharing like gay men who are married to women and they're like i oh, was actually but... gay i just had to work it and mm-hmm. it's so it's so sad to me to just like I just I just couldn't I couldn't imagine living with that part of you so locked down like I just yeah and suppressed and yeah, yeah. like I just that's got to eat away at your soul right you know they call that a mixed orientation marriage which sounds disgusting to me but it really does yeah the intensity of same-sex attraction is not a measure of your faithfulness. Many people... Oh, yeah. So this is from the church's website. The intensity of same-sex attraction is not a measure of your faithfulness. Many people pray for years and do all they can to be obedient in an effort to reduce same-sex attraction, yet find they are still attracted, attracted to the same sex, you think? A change in attraction should not be expected or demanded as an outcome by parents or leaders. I feel like that's... I mean, just like we said, like, it's just smoke and mirrors because they want you to, like, I think they they might be coming to an understanding, but at the same time, I don't, I think that's giving them too much credit because everything I, what I experienced was that, like, you just, there's, they think that um, you're just choosing sin and that mm-hmm. you can, um, that we, you can be changed and so you can be we could demand change just mm-hmm. by being more faithful, praying more, read your scriptures, garbage. Yeah, same thing. I mean, that's what they told me when I was struggling with mental illness. They treat it the, they treat it the same way that you just need to try harder and pray more and read more scriptures. It's not. It's not Always healthy. It's actually dangerous. Like. Mm-hmm. Because when it doesn't work, then you're like, it's my fault. And you already are dealing with so much, right? Like, Yeah. And then you start thinking, well, maybe I'm just, I'm not doing it right. Or like, there's just like, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I need to repent of other things, you know, or something. Maybe I'm just not yeah, righteous enough just, still, you know, like, it's always just, you're never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's ugly. As we try to better understand same-sex attraction, it's important to find empathy. Okay. Okay. For what people who identify as LGBTQ are experiencing and compassionately ask questions like, what does this feel like for you? And what do you wish people knew about your identity with an open mind rather than trying to love them into changing who they are? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I, you and you know my thing about empathy and sympathy. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as soon as you said empathy, she, I was like, oh, no, no, she she's not using that right. <laughs> yeah, she used it wrong. It's supposed to be sympathy because you are not experiencing... Listeners, just so you know, little edgy, little uh, little lesson for you. Empathy is when you've experienced something, and you meet somebody who is experiencing the exact same thing that you have, so you can empathize with them. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is you can uh, understand it, but you can't fully understand it. But you can um, you can show charity or you can show kindness to them because you're just, uh, but you can't fully relate. I think there's there's the difference there is the relation to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the experience. Exactly. I think people use empathy a lot when they actually grammatically cannot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So number two, she says, You're an amazing person. This is something to say to an LGBTQ person. Which, yeah. Okay, cool. Sure, yeah. When we say things like, as long as you don't act on it, it's not a sin, we hyper-focus on sexual behavior and not on a whole complex human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Totally. See, there's some things that she's getting right, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Too often, the word gay is myopically associated with only with erotic or romantic behavior. That's because sexuality isn't just about sex. It's about who you're attracted to and who you connect with. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ people are just like anyone else. Oh, thanks. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they desire to live compassionate lives and have a positive impact on the world. Yeah. We're human and we <laughs> want to have good, we want to have normal lives and we want to love, love and be, we just want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, oh my god. And all are blessed with myriads of wonderful attributes, independent of being gay, that make them a uniquely amazing human. Sexual orientation is just one part of their identity. Okay, good job, Ashley. I kind of like that, actually, but anyway... My son Kyle, for example, is about a million things. Some great, some not so great. His athleticism earned him a starting po- starting spot on the varsity soccer team as a freshman in high school. His show choir team won the state championships. He was elected student council head boy. He helped start a kindness campaign. He graduated with a 4.0 GPA, and his photography photography has been excuse me, has been featured by well-known social media pages. All around, he's a pretty awesome kid who just so happens to also be gay. I like that, but at the same time, like, okay, but you're diminishing his experience because, like, to be a gay person in a straight world is also... You have to recognize that and recognize Mm -hmm. there's um, something that makes them different. You know? It doesn't... Like, you've talked about how, like, yeah, it's just another part of this like telling me that your your favorite color is red. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like that. But there's also a certain point where there's like recognition needs to be made simply because of like existing in this world as mm-hmm. a gay person is hard. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes our ta- like we turn to our talents and our like our hobbies in in order to express ourselves. And that comes out differently than what it would for, like, a straight person, you know, Mm -hmm. because they, yeah. Like, I want to know, like, 
the candle that I bought at the Pride um, Festival, I want to know that it was made by a queer individual. It's not just something that was made with a rainbow slapped on it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's it's information about somebody, but it also is their story. And it is important in what they're doing. Like, is Kyle taking photos that are being used? Is he taking photos of same-sex couples that are being used for bridal showcases? Oh, like, yeah. There's there's more mm-hmm. to it than he just took a really pretty sunset photo, right? Like, yeah. and it and I'm sure that who he is influences those hobbies in some that's, way because that's absolutely. who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's part of his story, and I feel like she's separating she's leaving that. out that. Yeah, she's separating mm-hmm. that out and not letting that be part of him. You know? Yeah. And I think she's doing that because that's comfortable for her is to think of it as two separate things. Like there's Kyle yeah. who's gay, but he's still my son who has all these other things that are great about him. Right. Right. And he's just, he's a kid that just so happens to be gay. You yeah. Know, like it's. Yeah. Like the when I say learning someone's sexual orientation for me is like their favorite color. That doesn't mean that I don't want them to integrate who they are. But it's just part of the integration. And so yeah. it's, it's not that I You're don't. You're keeping them together. Yeah. yeah. She's like, like separating it. Yeah. yeah. Like I want, I now see through this lens of like, oh, okay. So they're lactose intolerant. I won't give them dairy. They're also gay. That influences how conversations and what mm-hmm. I am and how, how I ask questions with a, a sense of, you know, delicacy or, or whatever, yeah. rather than just. No, like well, I it's just like it, you wouldn't but... talk to somebody like who's lactose, like, uh, or you wouldn't talk to somebody who has had, um, I don't know, any sort of trauma. Like, as far as like, you treat them differently because of their experience. Yeah, absolutely. And... Like, if you were hit by a car, I'm not being like, hey, you want to go jaywalk with me? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have that like lens of like oh, we're gonna use the crosswalk, <laughs> you know. That's where the sympathy or even the empathy, if you've experienced it, like that, yeah. where that comes in. Yeah, like you, you just, have that, you just put that piece into who that person is. You don't take that piece and set it there and kind of like have it, but you have to just ignore it and just be like, that's it just all a thing. Has to be, it's all part of the person. They're a package, they're not just these little pieces that you can pick out and pick and choose when it suits you. He can't be your gay son when you're writing an article. And then on yeah. Saturday when you bring the boy home, you can't be like, oh, we can't do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. very choosy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't cherry pick. Um, that's, I like, I like how you said that. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. My, my rambling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Sometimes they make a point, not often. <laughs> Girl, our ramblings, we, our days are basically full of ramblings. Anyway, but <laughs> um, anyway, so number three, I think, is where we're on. Oh, yeah. okay. We have an audience today. <laughs> yeah, my little sister is a bystander right now, and she's telling me that I need to hurry my ass up, apparently. I can still do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're only on three? All right. 
So number three is, this must be very difficult. Hmm. Oh, difficult. When speaking to LGBTQ members, it's helpful to validate them by acknowledging how difficult their experiences have likely been. Yeah, okay. Um, it's also helpful to acknowledge that their experiences are very different from other members. For example, saying we all have weaknesses to overcome is a very true statement for each and every one of us. However, it is probably not a helpful or true statement to apply to a person's sexual orientation. orientation. Yeah, all right. Unless you have a, weak, a weakness that is said to have caused the destruction of entire cities with fire and brimstone or has impacted your employment and housing opportunities, you may not be able to fully understand what an LGBTQ person is experiencing. What? Okay, I see what she's saying. So, like, Sodom and Gomorrah, like, she's talking about, like, oh. oh, yeah, unless you've had them talk about liking your weakness to Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, of a whole city and um, employment opportunities and housing opportunities, I get that. Okay, so okay. then you can't fully understand it. So, <clears throat> take me a minute okay. to figure out what she was getting at with that, but... Instead, offer validation for the unique feelings and experiences the LGBTQ member is going through. When Kyle and I were both interviewed for a university study on microaggressions within the church, it was the first time in two years I was able to honestly talk about our experiences after Kyle came out as gay. One simple statement from the interview was surprisingly overwhelming. That must have been really difficult. Years of anxiety, hurt, and betrayal were taken off our shoulders. That simple statement from a total stranger finally kickstarted us onto a path of healing. Uh, yeah. So validating them, I guess. Big, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I get that. But the fact that it, she had to be, I don't know. I, I have an issue with the fact that she had to be, that had to be a, an epiphany for her. Like, you had to yeah. validate it's very it's very inauthentic <clears throat> to tell somebody like oh validate them like it's i mean this whole list is kind of inauthentic <clears throat> excuse me in the sense that she's giving you a script mm -hmm. yeah um, i mean it's better than nothing i guess but yeah. it just feels icky but some parts are good but i'm also just like i don't why can't you just like see your son for who he is and be like hey i love you because you're my son and you are gay and that's all that matters you know like it's just... yeah just as long as you're happy and safe why does yeah. anything else have to yeah. yeah all right number four is you're safe with me i'll never forget the first sunday kyle came to church after coming out he was not excited not at all we were all on edge. However, as soon as a second meeting was over, his Sunday school teacher came right up and gave him the biggest hug. That gesture spoke volumes. In continuing to be a loving friend, we are not betraying our religion, nor are we signing up to march in the next LGBTQ parade. What? So, we are simply saying, I care about you and you're safe around me. So it's a performative allyship then? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Great. So she's saying you can you can actually there's this is a way you can be a member of the church and support them, but also not be like at the there's a she's creating a middle ground, apparently, where this fake little middle ground where you can be like, 
have your cake and eat it too. You can oh. support the LGBTQ community and not hate them and demonize them, but you can also still believe in the church. So it's the <laughs> it's the word that I hate, the progressive Mormon of Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. I mean I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Great to try and make those connections. But again, it feels very inauthentic to be like I can love you because I know you, but everybody in your community, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Well, see, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it's, um, <laughs> she can, because she knows her son, obviously, yeah. she can accept him, but the community at large, she can't really accept. Like, yeah. you can't, because accepting it is condoning it. But then also, how can you find, how can you be truly fully accepting of the community of your son, if you can't accept the rest of the community who people who are like him. Yeah. Because there's still going to be a 16 year old boy. That's not her son, but who likes photography or sings in show choir or plays soccer. Who's at pride. Like, yeah, he's. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Also it's the, um, hate the, hate the sin, love the sinner. No. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole uh, doctrine that they, yeah. well, whatever that they teach that's, that I they really keep don't like it when you say you, that you can love the churchgoer and hate the church, though. Have you noticed that? I'm <laughs> really offended. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the turns have tabled. <laughs> Elder Quentin L. Cook has said, as a church, nobody should be more loving and compassionate. Let us be at the forefront in terms of expressing love, compassion, and outreach. I don't I haven't experienced any of that, so I don't let's not have families exclude or be disrespect, disrespectful of those who choose a different lifestyle ugh, as a result of their feelings about their own gender. Okay, Mr. Cook, you are getting gender. You're putting in gender in there. Gender identity and sexuality are different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's a road that the church is never going to go down, though. So, Ugh. all right. Number five is I'm sorry for being hurtful. As we dealt with Kyle's coming out, our family said a lot of misguided things over the years that we wish we could take back. An apology to Kyle was in order to start the healing process and mend our re- and the, mend our relationship. It can be difficult and require humility, but an apology can make a huge difference to start rebuilding trust and understanding. Yeah. For our, yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. The. Sorry. The, what? Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I owe every single member of the LGBTQ community an apology because I'm sorry for the things I said when I was Mormon. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I think that's, that's valid. Absolutely. We can't, we, just a blanket apology. Like, I'm sorry if I ever said anything inappropriate or hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it wasn't just a one and done, I'm sorry, but a process of open conversations, seeking professional counseling, and simply trying to do better. I like that. Luckily, the effort, even though it was messy and stressful at times, counted in Kyle's book. Honestly, so my family, like, I've come out about 10 years ago. 
And uh, even to this day, they just don't talk about it. So, mm-hmm. like, the fact that she's even making this effort is actually pretty cool. The fact that there was counseling, even though it was probably a church, you know, yeah. like it was probably LDS counseling. But the fact that they still even tried to involve, you know, an outside party into it, that's that's huge, really. I mean, yeah. good for good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So she may not have it all right, but I guess whatever. I think she's, I mean, she's doing the best she can with what she has. Yeah. That's all you can ask. Yeah. As the church's website uh, states, as church members, we all have a responsibility to create a supportive and loving environment for all our brothers and sisters. Such a support network makes it much easier to live the gospel and to seek the spirit while navigating any aspect of mortality. All right. Number six. Uh, can you have patience with me? It probably took the LGBTQ member a long time to come to terms with their sexual orientation. Yes. And it will probably take time for you to fully understand what they're going through. You will likely make some mistakes along the way, and that's okay. You can each acknowledge this reality from both sides. We all need to be patient with each other as we figure things out, the church's website says. That's probably that's the one that that's I agree good. with the most. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we you learn... And you do better as you learn. If you get more information as you grow, as you learn, you just become better. And so, yeah, it's going to take time, right? We all, we have to learn. Well, like you've, you said, you, you've said some things you've, and now you owe an apology. So quote, I don't think you do. I think, and I've <laughs> talked about, I've told you that like you taking your kids to pride is your apology, you know, like it's just, yeah. you're showing your, you're you're showing your change of heart and your change of your growth by your actions and that's yeah. louder than words and louder than i'm sorry i'm sorry you know like it's just yeah. it's um that makes more difference than because you're passing it forward too to your yeah kids. that's true because and my i'm just teaching my babies to love regardless yeah. right so and to recognize all forms of love and i like that mm-hmm. so yeah um, like my little guy asking if you had a husband. Oh I know. God. I was just gonna say, did I? Can I bring that up? <laughs> yes, absolutely can. It was so cute. Oh my they god. <laughs> so cute. Oh. All right. The last one is you can live a wonderful life full of joy and fulfillment. Okay. How I wish Kyle had known this from the beginning of his grappling. In our very first conversation, as Kyle came out, he cried. Does this mean I'm going to have to have a life filled with misery and grief? It just hurts my heart because I know that I know that feeling. But this bitter statement haunts me. I was heartbroken to learn that at times Kyle was unable to even just park outside a church building with neutral intentions to play basketball without being triggered with trauma. How much different would Kyle's overall sense of peace be if prior years of LGBT LGBTQ conversations? had focused on LGBTQ people's ability to both be gay and have a happy and healthy life, even within the church, if they choose that path and are able to do so. But the thing is, I mean, you can't have both. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess it feels it, it, like- having a partner isn't necessary for a happy life. I I truly, truly believe that. I believe that there are people that are on their own by choice and are happy as yeah. pigs in poop. <laughs> like, you know, 
<laughs> but I also think eliminating that choice is not right. Right. And so... Because you're taking away that free, that choice from them. You're making yeah. that... Um, it's a self-imposed I, celibacy. That's not... Yeah. Yeah. It's not free agency that they keep telling, saying they're so into. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> Um, I feel like, what was I going to, I feel like she's pushing for him to be in the church still, Mm -hmm. and that she wants him to, that's the life she wants for him. And it's more implied, it's not very, she doesn't explicitly come out and say that that's what she wants, but she's Mm -hmm. definitely implying that that's the life she wants for her son. And that makes me sick a little bit because I, she should just want what's best for him regardless of what happens, you know, like regardless of his, if he stays in the church and he decides, hey, I do believe this stuff, you know, whatever, and I want to, I'll do that, like if that is his choice. Mm-hmm. But if like he chooses that for and then decides, hey, this isn't actually me, I want to have a relationship, I want to be able to what I want to do and he leaves like she should still that should still be the same for her mm-hmm. you know she should anybody, still have though. all these seven lists of things list of seven things that yeah just yeah these attitudes towards it as far as like humility and accepting and um and patience with him and sympathy and, and yeah all that yeah yeah uh, just, like, L- should he come home with a boyfriend? She's gonna have a very different tale to tell. Like, oh, for sure. I think it's she's at this point. I don't know how old he is now. I don't know if he's. It sounds like he's a little older than sixteen now, but um, so he's probably at that age where he would be bringing a boyfriend home. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's at this point where it can be comfortably distant from her still. You know, yeah. it's good that she's going to therapy and they're doing all that stuff. She's taking it, making an effort, but it's different when it's actually happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can talk like, you know, I can say a million times that I'm going to be that parent that's so supportive and whatever. But I mean, I've got a five year old and a three year old. I'm not there yet. So, you know, you can talk about it. But when it actually happens, it's such a completely different experience than what you've made up in your head (laughs) yeah so um well the thing is like when you and i'm not a parent um you can probably speak obviously speak more to this but like you have kind of a vision of what you want your child's life to be like Mm -hmm. and kind of like like these ideas of yeah this is how it should go or this is what i want for them and that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. when that changes and diverts it's it's probably hard to accept but like you gotta just kind of it's one of those things where you just gotta roll with the punches but you also like underneath it all like is your just parental love for them and so you just want them to be happy and to be safe and regardless of how that looks like how that Mm -hmm. looks so yeah even like my son going through some medical stuff right now I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a huge thing. It doesn't make a huge change, but it is like, oh, we need to adjust what our, you know, what our day kind of looks like and how mm-hmm. we prepare for things. And so 
it does kind of throw like a wrench in your head where you're like, oh, I have to reevaluate what this looks like on the daily, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's just a small little thing. Something, you know, a large life altering thing can be very hard as a parent, I think, to grapple with. I mean, I've never yeah. had that yet, but like I said, it's been a small medical thing and it's been very stressful this week. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So she quotes this Elder Whitney L. Clayton. I now speak directly to church members who experience same-sex attraction Mm. or identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual. It's the same thing. But we don't like to talk same-sex attraction. (laughs) Again, I just... I I wish I could just eliminate that from... (laughs) We want you to be part of our congregations. You have great talents and abilities to offer God's kingdom on earth, and we recognize the many valuable contributions you make. If any of you are unclear about where the church stands on these issues, we invite you to please take the time to view the material published at churchofjesuschrist.org slash topics slash gay. <laughs> I love that they could put gay in the website, but they can't say, they have to say same-sex attraction. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> um, also, the valuable contributions, yeah, they want your tithing money. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, too. So... Um, I had an epiphany the other day from a Not So Molly Mormon podcast where they were, she was talking with their guest had talked about, um, uh, if you want to listen to it, it's their episode, what's it called? Give me a hand, Jesus. It's great. But, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just get, listened to yeah, that today. Just, <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, but they, she so said good. something about how, um, the, you're only your only goal is to get married so you can create new new members basically and pay more tithing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here thinking like I had this blow mind blowing moment where I was just like, maybe that's exactly why they don't like gay people is because they don't actually procreate. So they don't, they don't create new tithe payers. <laughs> so, the, so it doesn't like give the gro- church growth. So of course they don't want gays in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's also, it's that, like, there's such an emphasis placed on, like, how many generations your family has been in the church. Like, mm. you know, seven generations. Oh, you're, you know, Mormon royalty. And and it's oh, such yeah. a pride of, like, oh, my goodness. And, mm. and so, like, yeah, like, yeah, you're not going to have that if you, I mean, that's not true. Gay couples can adopt. Yeah. Like, there's straight people who can't have children as well, like. Let's not be so about that, but like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't, it's one of the things I never really understood growing up in the church. Like I didn't understand why I didn't get it. And I was reading some article about how um, like homosexuality wasn't even in the Bible until 1946. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's, not that long ago like it really wasn't like my grandma was already alive when that happened mm-hmm. so it makes you go hmm i wonder if uh, maybe the bible <laughs> is just used for agendas yeah okay <laughs> you think? yeah like it's just yeah so it's just one of those things it was one of those things that was always you know up on my shelf like I don't understand this. I don't understand why the church is so 
like it's such an evil because when I was a kid, it wasn't this. Oh, we love you. We accept you. It was like, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like there was conversion therapy and there was, Mm -hmm. you know, like I knew kids that were terrified to even, you know, hint that they were gay. So it was not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. We're like. I mean, we're almost the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Till August, August, and then you skip a year ahead, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Dusty is choosing violence today, by the I, way. It's true. <laughs> I have an itchy tattoo, and I'm choosing violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't scratch, so I irritate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're almost there. Um, there are still a lot of things I don't know or understand about same-sex attraction and its relation to the doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's because they don't. Uh, what I do know is that I can have faith that God's plan is perfect and I can trust in Jesus Christ. Me, me, me. I never would have believed it, but I am seriously grateful that he has blessed me with a gay child. It has changed me for the better by compelling me to come face-to-face with my shortcomings and begin to feel firsthand what marginalized groups feel like. Oh my god, it's taught her compassion? It's taught her to not be a complete bitch to people who are not exactly like her? Yeah, well, and now she can eat with them and see that they're human. Yeah. She can go... I can't even. I can't even. (laughs) As we welcome opportunities to humbly probe into this complicated subject, she said probe, (laughs) we can begin to see (laughs) the real people behind the LGBTQ label and discover our common humanity. We can find ways to authentically act with kindness and inclusion, honestly love one another, and realize that what we say matters a lot. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. Um, So I went, I mentioned that I... I forgot that it was like during this time that I was researching it. So um, I went to churchofjesuschrist.org slash topic slash gay and I found some things. So um, I won't go over all of it, but um, uh, individuals in an October 2009 general conference address, President Dieter F. Uchtdorf described God's love. <laughs> God does not look on the outward appearance. I believe that he doesn't care one bit if we live in a castle or a cottage, if we are handsome or homely, if we are famous or forgotten. You know, the handsome or homely thing, that's what beautiful people say. I'm sorry, but he's and not. Uchtdorf is a good-looking man. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's a daddy. All right. Well, uh, though we are incomplete, God loves us completely. Though we are imperfect, he loves us perfectly. Though we may feel lost in that compass, God's love encompasses encompasses us com- uh, completely. Yes, Daddy, say encompasses us more. <laughs> Encompass me. All right. He loves us because he is filled with an infinite measure of holy, pure, and indescribable love. We are important to God, not because of our resume, but because we are his children. He loves every one of us. That's nice to say, but like... God, lo- this is straight from the website, but... God loves all of us. He loves those of different faiths and those without any faith. He loves those who suffer. He loves the rich and poor alike. He loves every... Uh, anyway. 
And those who experience same sex attraction or identify as gay, lesbian, or, uh, they keep differentiating that, and God expects us to follow his example. So, oh, we love everybody. Yeah, we love him. All right. How can mm-hmm. I participate? God permit, promises that if we obey his laws, we will have eternal joy, and he always keeps his promises. People who experience same sex the same-sex attraction or identify as gay can make and keep promises to God. They can walk in his light. They can fully participate in the church. No, they can't. Uh, can't get sealed. Can't go to the celestial kingdom if you're not sealed. Yeah. Although, an apologist would be like, oh, but you're sealed to your parents. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. not, the, not same. the same thing. No. If members feel same-sex attraction and are striving to live the law of chastity, leaders support and encourage them in their resolve. These members may receive church callings, really, hold temple recommendations, and receive temple ordinances if they are worthy. Male members may receive and exercise the priesthood. That must be new because I thought that they couldn't do all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Uh, here's. How do I know if I'm gay? If you're asking yourself whether you're gay, you've probably experienced same-sex attraction and are wondering how to interpret these feelings. This is terrible. Sexual desires are complex and shaped by many factors. While a romantic, emotional, or sexual attraction can signal signal a sexual orientation, you should not automatically assume that it does. Wait, what? Sexual desire can be fluid and changeable. Yeah, good job. Sexually fluid. Yeah, Yeah. okay. If you are questioning, you should not feel pressured or rushed to reach conclusions about your sexuality. It's like when I watch The Mummy, my sexuality changes that entire movie based on every single person in that show. Like, yeah, yeah, all of the, all of them, all of them, all of them, all of them. I just got a little hot and bothered. Just it's a little about warm that. in here. <laughs> it's a little warm. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, words mean different things to different people. No shit. And the definition of a word can change throughout our lives. What does the word gay mean to you? Jeez. <laughs> Is it a feeling, an identity? lifestyle, the usage of the word gay has been changing as society and culture change. Identifying as gay may mean you experience same-sex attraction, but choose not to act on these feelings. What? Or maybe this label describes how you express yourself emotionally, physically, sexually, or politically. Politically? If you're wondering what someone means when they say, I'm gay, just ask them. I fucking hate this. (laughs) I just... Yeah. Uh, it's so bad, all of it. All of it's so bad. <laughs> this last thing. Okay. If I'm faithful enough, will my same-sex attraction go away? <sighs> no. You can lie to yourself, though, and live in a mixed orientation oh, yeah. marriage and think that everything's just hunky-dory and nothing will explode if you shove it down. <laughs> Um, all right uh the intensity of same-sex attraction is not a measure of your faithfulness many people pray for years and do all they can to be obedient in an effort to reduce same-sex attraction yep yet find they are still attracted to the same sex no shit Same-sex attraction is experienced along a spectrum of intensity and is not the same for everyone. Oh, so... Just just like straight people. Yeah, 
just like straight people. Shocking. Mm, weird. And there's a spectrum. Weird. Mm. Mm. Uh, some are attracted to both genders, and others are attracted exclusively to the same gender. For some, feelings, well, they're, they're excluding, like, pansexuals and asexuals and what else? Uh, mm, all the things. For some, <laughs> they're just talking about bi and homosexuality. Like, they're mm-hmm. just, they're, that's all they're recognizing. Mm-hmm. For some feelings of same-sex attraction, or at least the intensity of those feelings, may diminish over time. In any case, a change in attraction should not be expected or demanded as an outcome by parents or leaders. That's good. The intensity of your attractions may not be in your control. May not be. <laughs> However, you can choose how to respond. Asking the Lord what you can learn from this experience can focus your faith on an outcome you can control. Turning your life over to God is an important act of faith. I can't even. That brings great blessings now and even greater blessings in the world to come. This is what I cannot stand about cults. Is (laughs) it's always don't worry about this life after you die. That's Uh, when it gets good. I hate it. I hate it so much. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Like. And every cult is like that. Like, oh, don't worry, give up your worldly possessions because it doesn't matter because you're going to have glory in the next life. Like, mm-hmm. I just... It's it's one thing that's, like, similar in all cults is after you die, that's when shit gets good. Yes, absolutely. This life is shit, but, you know, it's you're going to be... You're going to be rewarded in the afterlife... Yep. Some of them want you to, like, rush the afterlife. <laughs> they want... Right? So... Yeah. Speaking of, spoiler, we're going to talk about Teal Swan one of these days. Yes, we are. Ugh. I'm two episodes deep into that documentary, and I'm, she is... No, two or three? Anyway, she is something else. But, um... <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. And I don't throw that word around loosely, because I'm crazy, but... <laughs> she's... It's pretty, yeah. That's it's a, wild, yeah, right? Word for her, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna do that. Um, yeah. So there you go. Those are seven things to say to LGBTQ people. If you're, if you want to just like make them cry. Um, <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't know. I just. I think. Like I said, I think she's doing the best she can with what she has to work with, you know? The effort is there, and I like that there's effort. Um, Mm -hmm. I could appreciate that, and I can appreciate that she's a little more Mm open-minded. But I don't... There's still some things I'm just like, "Mm, honey. It's it's a little problematic, yeah. It's filtered through the church, and I don't... And the church is just never going to be accepting of LGBTQ people, because it's just can't um the there's always there's this like rumor or whatever like you know how like when the blacks got the priesthood in the 70s and um Mm -hmm. they were they're like their offshoots whatever you know people left the church because of that but like it was also because of like uh financial reasons and political reasons. yeah they were gonna lose their tax exemption because they were not yeah and 
people are saying that that's probably the same thing that could happen with gay rights with them. Yeah. And so eventually, because and I'm like, seen as not, yeah, not inclusive enough with, with human rights and stuff. It'll be a human rights yeah. violation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But a part of me is just like, you know what? Let them continue on in their ways. And then they'll just like destroy themselves because like, honestly, like I don't want them to accept, like, I don't, it's for me, it's too late, you know, and I do for like the mental health of like the kids, the LGBTQ Mormon kids that are growing up. Yes, Mm -hmm. please do what what you can for them. But at the same time, like they need, I, I, um, that institution just needs to crumble because (laughs) like they're, and I'm hoping part of me hopes that that's like their death toll, you know, like that's that, that death knell that they like, that's the thing that drives them that's, to the ground. Yeah, that's the hill they're gonna die on. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't understand how. I mean, I guess. I mean, I haven't been active in the church in over a decade, but yeah. I don't understand how. Like, there's countries that are very, very pro LGBTQ, and I don't understand how the church functions in those countries, as opposed yeah. to like the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems like it would be they would have to be progressive or else they would run into those types of like legal issues. Oh, for sure. So That's a good point. Yeah. It'd be interesting to, I don't know who we could talk to. We'll find someone. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners. <If> anybody knows <laughs> somebody from a country. Like, um, I was trying to think what's a good country to even think of. Uh, where the church is and it's progressive. Um, I keep thinking like. Well, according to the church, they're in the entire globe, Jacob. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a worldwide church. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows about the Mormons. I'm sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, but I think it was good. I think it was, I mean, it was a problematic article, but it's better than, yeah. you know, shun them. <laughs> yeah. It could be a really short article and they'd be like, here's what you say to LGBTQ members. You have 30 uh, minutes to get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you know where you're going to live because you're not going to live here. That was easy as that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yuck yeah yuck well listeners hope you uh have a warm shower after this <laughs> Wash off all that grossness <sighs> i think on the level on the spectrum of grossness i don't i feel like that falls like eh, six or seven ish yeah, like, yeah. for me like a, one out of, like a 5.7 yeah 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 it's not near like you know, Jeffrey R. Holland level of like musket fire. Oh, that was like 1300 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>